when I had the downtime, really when I came home after college was when I was starting to decide like, how am I going to express my voice and create my lane? This is good. I know this is a good idea. <laughs> this podcast is going to be dope and people are going to love it because it's for Gen Z, it's for HBCU students, and it's just for our generation who need that lifeline of support when they don't have the resources. It's always been in me. I feel like college enhanced who I was and it made me more confident in who I am. You have to build something. You can't just say, I wanna be this, and you have not laid down any type of foundation whatsoever. Like a lot of girls ask me that all the time. Like, how are you this? How are you getting these opportunities? I created opportunities for myself. It's knowing that we have everything that we need to change our lives. First of all, you're not gonna always be good at everything from the beginning. I feel like that was one of those trying moments for me. Like I said, I just don't wanna put a limit because I know my worth is that. You know, I'm worth billions because I know what I can contribute. And I know I'm gonna get better over time. I don't wanna be somewhere where my work is not gonna be appreciated or where I'm gonna have to scratch and crawl and beg and ask people to just do an interview with me or do certain things. With my journey, and I learned this when I interviewed Jay Ellis, he was telling me that he consumed like eight hours of television a day. And like, to me, that's a lot. I mean, on average, people probably watch more TV than that, but he was being intentional about why he was watching TV. What's going on, my brothers and sisters around the world? It's your boy Terrell with the Y Humphrey. We have another special guest today for today's episode, Sarah, Sarah Lee. And she's impacting so many people to believe in themselves. And today we're just going to learn more about herself, learn what she's doing, and learn why she's been doing what she has been doing. Sarah Lee, how, how, how are you doing? I'm amazing. Thank you for the amazing introduction. I'm so excited to be talking to you and just sharing my story. I appreciate you for saying yes. You're, you're, you're what I've saw, what I've seen, just a little short glimpse of it. You're pursuing your dreams, and it's hard to do that because you also have a podcast called Set Up for Success. Yes. Where did that come from? So I graduated in May of 2023. I had no job after graduation. So it kind of freaked me out a little bit because I knew I did not want to be a reporter. I didn't want to do local news. I'm not a hard news girl. And I just always felt that my journey was going to be different. And I always gravitated to podcasting. So Set Up for Success wasn't necessarily the first podcast I ever had. I did one when I was about a freshman. And it was just kind of like an intro to podcasting, but I didn't really get into it as much. So when I graduated, I'm like, this is frustrating, not having any resources. I've done the work. I've done everything. I've gotten, I've, I've had the best mentors possible. But for some reason, when your path is different, you're not going to have a traditional route. And I had to understand that early on, that my route was just not going to be traditional at all. So what happened was I decided, you know, I've been wanting to do a podcast. I was consulting with so many people like Taylor Rooks and I talked with her and I was just like, what kind of podcast should I do? Like, this is what I'm into. This is what I want to do. And she was, you know, telling me like, narrow it down. So when I had the downtime, really, when I came home after college was when I was starting to decide, like, how am I going to express my voice and create my lane? Because that's what I did all through college. So I sat down. And I literally was just thinking like of names, like what is a unique 
name spinoff on my name things with the word s like I was just literally brainstorming so many things to try to find what was unique to me and then set up for success came to my brain I ran to my parents and I told them I'm like I got this idea it's gonna be set up for success and I'm gonna do this and that and um once I created it it ended up I ended up submitting my podcast to Black Ambition uh, which is Pharrell's prize competition for entrepreneurs. You can be an HBCU grad or you could just be an entrepreneur who has a business. So once I did that and created the layout of the podcast, I submitted it. I'm like, this is good. I know this is a good idea. <laughs> this podcast is going to be dope and people are going to love it because it's for Gen Z, it's for HBCU students, and it's just for our generation who need that lifeline of support when they don't have the resources because I personally get frustrated with what's out there with the media. And I don't see a lot of young people having intellectual conversations with thought leaders. And it's always people who are much older and who have more experience. But I feel like I'm a wise soul and I feel like I can go toe to toe with those people and have conversations that will actually change the game for young people and get them more serious about their future because that's the space I'm in. And, and I resonate with that deeply, especially when I didn't have a job, I didn't really have a necessary lane that was crafted for me specifically. So once I got in the competition and I made it to the semifinals, that's when I started really crafting Set Up for Success. I launched it in June 16th, which is Tupac's birthday. I'm very much inspired by him. So I waited and I pushed it back because I'm like, Pac is one of my inspirations. I'm a, I know this date in my brain. So this is going to be the day I launch. And, and, and that's been it. It's been great ever since. We're like nine episodes in and we've had some amazing conversations all from my room. Like all of this has been done from my room and I made it to a, a great competition and I'm impacting already. And I'm just excited for the future with the podcast. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and and, and realizing the path that you're on is not going to be like the typical path, right? And yeah. it's didn't find like, okay, my path not, might not be the same, might not be like everybody else's. How can I create create my own lane? Because like right. you, you mentioned that you are, you are very wise for your age. Kind of like mm -hmm. an old soul. The, yeah. I'm, same, I'm the same exact way. Everybody that's older than me, I'm communicating with them like, like we're talking amongst each other. And it yeah. talk, I'm like, oh, it's not that I'm different. It's that I learn more about myself. I've learned mm -hmm. to open to anything that I have. Uh, that I want to do, but it's understanding that it takes time. You mentioned that you were an HBCU graduate from Howard, correct? Hampton. Hampton. I apologize. Arrivals. I apologize. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> yes, from Hampton. Hampton. What did you major in? Uh, journalism, communication. Journalism. Yes. So mm -hmm. journalism has always been my thing. I didn't attend Hampton all four years. I actually transferred to Hampton my junior year during the pandemic, which was a great move. So the pandemic was in my favor mm -hmm. because I had my credits and I knew I wanted to go to an HBCU. But honestly, when I graduated, I graduated high school at 17. So I really wasn't ready to go away from home. I felt like I was still learning and maturing at a, you know, at a time where I just really needed to get my gen eds done and save money because I just did not want to have so much debt. And my parents, you know, supported me and they helped me find Lincoln College. And Lincoln was like my first, you know, grounds of like getting into broadcast media. But it's always been in me. I feel like college enhanced who I was and it made me more confident in who I am. So I always say for me, college was one of the best decisions. It's all, always been something I wanted my bachelor's degree. 
uh, I wanted to have those accomplishments. But definitely when I went to Hampton is when I really like embodied Sara Lee, the brand of like who I am and like what I stand for and, and the type of opportunities that were available to me, I took advantage of them. Even if they weren't crystal clear, I just capitalized on everything. So I love Hampton. That's my home. I love Virginia. I love everything about HU. I really do. So you, you mentioned that you, you learn more about yourself and, and when you identify your goal, you just pursuing it, just, just going full throttle with it. How did yeah. you know, like, okay, this is something that I want to do, but I'm not really sure what the outcome is because that's what stops a lot of people not knowing the outcome. Uh, honestly, I didn't care. Like I felt as if, if I just keep going, if I keep trying and seeing what's available to me, then it'll unlock the next version of myself. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I watched an interview this morning with Erica Badu and she was saying that you can't be somebody that you're not because you're not even on that timeline. So for me, I wasn't going to pretend I'm anybody but me. So at the time, I'm a junior in college. That is what I have access to. This is who I am. I'm pursuing my education. I love media. I love interviewing. And I tried I tried a lot of different things. Like, first it was sports. I was the main news anchor on. So it's not that I had this idea of, like, this is what it is and this is who I am. I was figuring out. Like, I knew what the goal was. It was always to be media mogul, Oprah, Beyonce level of success. I'm not there. I will get there. But when I was a junior... I, I was not there. So I had to do things that were in my reach. So I started doing like side. I, I used to research even the football players. I'm like, who is the best wide receiver in at Hampton right now? And then I found who the best wide receiver was. I found um, all these things and I found these stories that nobody was paying attention to. So I, what I did was I packed up a camera. I packed up a microphone. I went to the field on game day and I set up even that's how I built so many relationships because I was such a go-getter that these people were like, who is this girl? Who is giving her permission to do these things? Nobody gave me permission to do anything. I literally am the most rebellious person. If I see something I want, I'm going to go after it, obviously with moral and ethics. But at the same time, I'm very the type of person that will always go after. If I see a little opening, I'm going to go. I'm going to go for it. And that's what I started doing. And then when I was in school, that was okay. I really wanted that news anchor spot. I wanted that main anchor spot because I didn't know anybody on campus. So my whole idea was you have to build something. You can't just say, I want to be this. And you have not laid down any type of foundation whatsoever. Like a lot of girls ask me that all the time. Like, how are you this? How are you getting these opportunities? I created opportunities for myself. I interviewed any and everybody who would give me the opportunity to do so. I looked at their status. I looked at their value. I looked at who they were on campus. I wasn't just interviewing anybody. I was interviewing people who had something to say. And I feel like that's what ultimately helped with my journey and just professors seeing me the president seeing me on, on our campus and, and and our chief of staff, our security, people who I see on a day-to-day -day basis, I started to build that respect with my community and with the students. And coming in as a student that had never been to the campus, that's how things started happening for me. But I'm very grateful for the pandemic, even though it was a terrible thing for me, 
I used it to my advantage because everybody had masks. Everybody was very much social distance. So it kind of gave me room to kind of like, hey, you know, get to know people and kind of insert myself in these spaces that maybe if I if the pandemic didn't happen, maybe it could have been harder for me. I don't know. So it was very interesting, very interesting journey for me. There's always a reason behind the unknown. And, yeah. and what I've learned is that we being proactively, I think is that the right word? It, us being yeah. proactive and going to to seize the opportunities and not waiting on it, we have to learn that it takes time. Reason why I keep emphasizing that it takes time is that we we have to decide for today. You mentioned Beyonce and Oprah, and it, and mm-hmm. it's crazy that you even mentioned them because for the last few weeks I just been learning. First off, Oprah and Beyonce are very good business women. Okay, very phenomenal at everything that they're doing. Beyonce is a phenomenal performer. Oprah is a phenomenal interviewer, but they understand people. People mm-hmm. just want to be heard. People have stories, and oftentimes our stories are not being heard because we're not talking to the right person. Yes. You, you yeah. mentioned that you did nine episodes, right? Nine podcast episodes of yeah. uh, Set Up for Success, right? Yes. Of the nine interviews that you did, what is one takeaway that you have learned from each one of them? Oh, wow. Okay. So from the very first interview, Monet, I've learned, and I'll say it in a nutshell, because all of them have collectively similar messages. And I've, I've studied that with successful people. Yeah. If you really listen to successful people, they all tell you the same, same thing. <laughs> but... Sometimes for certain people, it's always just about the messenger and who is saying it. And that's when it clicks for certain people. When I hear, like I said this morning when I was watching Erica, what she said resonated with me because I understood exactly what she meant about you cannot be somebody you're not. Like people always tend to say like, be yourself, just be yourself. But sometimes it just doesn't click until someone says it in a way that actually resonates with you. So with the podcast, um, guests that I've had a common thread between all of them that I've, I've really heard for the most part is like you said, definitely about time is a big factor. Uh, definitely about, you know, understanding that what is meant for you is for you and, and it's your journey and nobody can take away whatever's for you is going to happen for you in, 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 in time. You know what I mean? Nobody can rush something that hasn't even happened yet. And also a common thread between all of them, they all say very much the same thing because they're all on the same level. They do different things, but they all understand success in a way that like, keep it at a medium. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. Jaleel said that. And that really was something that I picked up on a lot because sometimes my wins are so high that I'm like, yes, I'm right where I want to be. And then I'm there and I'm like, wait, this is what it's supposed to feel like? Is it supposed to feel like something else? Then when I'm low, I drag it. So trying to stay at a medium and try to stay, you know, in the middle with what you're doing and not getting too high, not getting too low and just keep going. Like, don't look around. Don't worry about what other people are doing. Like, focus on your individual path and what's right in front of you. And I, I just feel like everybody has told me that throughout their episodes, throughout their 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 journeys. They've all had that in common. So definitely that. And that's important to recognize because like, like you mentioned, they're doing different things, but they're saying exact, the same exact thing, same exact thing. Believe in yourself. Take time. Stay in your lane. Focus on yourself. 
but it's the way it's presented. Just like you said, it resonates different. Different people have different ways of saying things, but we have to understand that our path is our is our is our lane. But us learning that means yeah. that we can learn more about ourselves. For you, sure. You mentioned that you was always aware of who you are. Mm. I saw a video at the age uh -huh. of eighteen. You got your first car. Yeah. Mm -hmm. was, it, was the name Nip? I decided to name my car. Uh, so I do love Nipsey Hussle. I'm wearing a, a Nipsey shirt. Uh, I decided to name my car Boogie. I don't know why. I just, it was my favorite. It's my first car. I still have that car. Uh, she took me everywhere. She got me to where I needed to go. So I, yes, I did get my first car. My Thankful to my parents. My parents got me that car. I <laughs> yes, my parents did. Not me. Boogie, boogie, get you from point boogie. A to point B, point Yeah, she B, did. And so, so. <laughs> yeah, she did. And you know, a lot of people don't discuss those. Sometimes, like the things that we take for granted, my car has gotten me to those interviews. My car literally did take me to those places. And I'm, I'm grateful that I took very much good care of that car. But, like, yes, sometimes. You know, without those resources, that's why I'm always grateful for my parents. They've always provided everything that I've needed. I'm very fortunate for that. Now, I'm, I'm always going to say that um, they they didn't have it all, but they always made sure that my brothers and I had everything we needed to be successful. So, yes, I'm very grateful for them. And, yes, my car got me everywhere. <laughs> 2007 Ford Mustang, she got me everywhere I needed to be. So, yes. There's a saying, use what you got. Earlier, you mentioned that you you grab your camera, you put in your car and go to the interviews on campus. Go do the mm -hmm. interviews on campus. See, it, it's, it's knowing that we have everything that we need to change our lives. Yeah. Yes, it's about time. Yes, it's about belief. But recognizing, like, you don't need all this equipment. You don't need all these microphones and cameras. You can make content on your phone. You can record and, and, and post it like that. We're just sure. starting. Why do you think it's hard for people to start and believe in themselves? I think because I, I want to say they see other journey, other people's journey, and they start to feel like, well, I don't know. Because social media does make everything look so grand and so big. Mm -hmm. if, if people really understood what was going on behind each photograph that I've ever taken or each I mean, it, it just, it won't look as glamorous at, at what it looks like, but the moments being captured is what people are seeing. I think it's hard because people just feel like everything has to be top-notch and perfect. If it's not the best production, if it's not the best thing, oh, I can't do that because they were doing that back then. I need to have the new, I need to have the, the like you said, they feel like they need to have all of these things. And also I feel what stops people from doing the things that they want to do is because they truly don't know why they're doing it. I always tell my friends, what is your intention? I learned that from my parents at an early age. Like, whatever you're doing, be intentional. Like, what are you actually doing this for? Why do you want to get behind the microphone? Why do you want to have a camera in everybody's face if that's what you want to do? People don't really understand why they're doing it. That's why it's so easy for them to quit because they didn't really have a purpose from the beginning. I would never let anyone do anything or suggest anyone to do anything in regards to career, in regards to 
working extremely hard at something if you don't even know why you're doing it. I had to sit with myself so many times, even now, and revise, okay, what am I doing this for now? Because nothing is about us. I feel like we live in a society where sometimes people want everything, the attention to be on them. And that's just not how it works. That's not how successful people operate. Now, some people do get lucky. Some people do have moments where they get the platform. They have all the things that they, they actually wanted. But what are you actually saying? And then at the end of the day, and when it dies out, it's not a legacy. It's not something we'll ever remember. So you can have a viral moment. You can have moments where people see you and they see what you're doing and, and you're getting a lot of attention. But if you're not really bringing purpose and you're not using what you're trying to do to get somewhere, you won't last. It'll be just something that fizzles out. You had a moment, then you lost it. Now you got to go back. Now you're depressed because you don't know what happened. But what happened was you have to take time to figure out what it is you actually want to contribute to the world and not just taking up space, not just trying to be like everyone else. And I've never wanted to be like that. I've always wanted to have something to say. Like, like you said, I admire Oprah and I admire Beyonce. Those are my favorite um, business women and, and leaders and trailblazers in their field. But I want to contribute something that's different. That's me because that's what will last. Not me copying Oprah or copying whatever uh, other journalist is doing something similar to me, it won't, it won't work. And that's what, that's what learning what your path is and your lane and focusing on it. There, there's an yeah. analogy. There's an analogy. You know how you're on the freeway? Yes. What, you're, what city are you in? What state are you in? Illinois currently. How many, how many lanes do y'all have on, on the freeway? Well, in my town, in my town, I live in a very small town, so I don't have to worry about Chicago. If I visit, you know, it might be four or, or whatever the case, but I'm not in the city more so a lot, especially now. But yes, it most likely it's probably four or five lanes or something like that. Okay, let's use four. Use, let's, let's, let's use four. You know how it goes from speed to going the speed limit to going over the speed limit? I like mm -hmm. to stay to the far right and just cruise because right. people are really impatient, but I, to be honest, there's no rush for me. There's no rush for our success because as soon as you take time and take action today, your results is going to come in due time. Yeah. There's one thing that you have failed at and you learned from. Uh, I think my failure, because I was always good at everything in the sense of my career has always been something I've been good at. I've always been the best to me. Like I always try to instill that confidence in myself. So like I said, when I graduated and I didn't have that job, I felt it probably wasn't even a failure because I'm very hard on myself anyway. But to me, I felt like I failed because I told myself if I have to come back home, that is the worst absolute scenario that could happen to me. If I have to leave college and come back home and don't have a job, that's the worst thing that could happen for me. And I went through it. I went through a time where I was just sitting there and I was crying. I tried to film the first episode of the podcast. I couldn't do it. I'm like, am I? And I felt the imposter syndrome. I felt like, does my voice even matter? Like, will people even care if I'm not beside a celebrity having a conversation? Will people care about what I genuinely have to say? Like, what am I doing all this for? And it took me a minute to like understand that like, first of all, you're not gonna always be good at everything from the beginning. I feel like that was one of those trying moments for me when I was like, 
I'm, I'm not like, it's not that I wasn't good at it, but I wasn't, I didn't understand. I didn't know. I'm like, oh, okay. Like I'm gonna have to figure this out on my own and it's okay to not know. And I feel like that's where I was coming from. So I, I don't know if it was necessarily a fail. I don't really look at my life moments as failures really because I just don't feel like they are personally. I feel like they're just learning moments that I'm having in real time where I'm having to sit with myself and just, okay, let's re-strategize. Let's figure out a different approach. Like just relax, take the day off. Like, and I lean on my support system a lot when I'm going through moments like that. That's the only way I ever get through anything is from my parents, from my best friend, from my siblings. Those are the only people close to me that I feel like when I'm going through something, I'm able to consult with them, bounce back. I lean on my mentors a lot. So I never really feel like I'm failing, but I do feel like I'm going through a hardship where I'm just trying to figure out what am I going to do next? But God always comes through for me and he shows me something. And it's my job to to notice that and and work on that. And, and that's why I just feel like they're not failures, but they're more so lessons for me. Failure is the greatest lesson because it turns to knowledge. I like yeah. how you mentioned that it's, it's the fact that you wasn't good at it. You just didn't learn it. You just mm -hmm. know it. When I started doing business or when I started back in 2020, I had to learn about business, communication, making content, recording, and finding my voice. It was difficult. Like you said, it wasn't a fact I wasn't good. I just had to learn it. We have to put time to learn it. That's what mm -hmm. stops a lot of people, in my opinion. That's what stops a lot of people from learning one thing, one craft, because we're so talented. We're so mm -hmm. crafty. We're so creative. How yeah. do you learn how to focus on one thing and remain focused on the thing that you're paying attention to? I love that question because it's hard because I, I have so many other passions. <laughs> when I was younger, I thought I wanted to be an actress. And then I was like, because I love telling stories. So that's what I associated with storytelling. Media was always prevalent to me. But I just, like I said, I didn't resonate with certain things with media because it didn't feel like it was something I wanted to necessarily pursue. Uh, for me, like I said, I had to get clear on my mission. I had to get clear on my purpose. That's the only way I'm able to block out other things because even with me building my page, you found me because my page went up. Like it went viral, you found my video and, and that's how people are starting to find me. And I feel like those moments, that's when I had to understand, like if you just focus on, on you and what you actually want to accomplish with media, all the other doors will open up for you. You can host other things. You can maybe have a, a, a management or a talent company get you, book you those things that you actually want to do outside of media. But I do know for a fact that my mission is to be a storyteller and an interviewer and impact. So for me, that's what's kept me laser focused on this is because I know media is so broad that once you're good at one thing, I mean, you can see it with everyone else's journey. I, I watch so many other talented people in different lanes, like on TikTok or just people who are actors who turn musicians or musicians that turn actors, you know, things open up for them, but you have to master one thing first. Even with social media, I'm attacking Instagram because that's what I'm good at. I'm not worried about TikTok. I'm not a TikToker. I'm, you know what I mean? I'm not good at Facebook. That's not my, that's not my lane, but I know, I know TikTok. I mean, I know Instagram. I know LinkedIn. I know those platforms. So I feel 
the best advice I can give on that note is more so just knowing what you're good at and perfecting it. So then other people can see how good you are at that. And then more opportunities will open up for you. But definitely master one. Don't try to master everything else. Because I tend to feel that sometimes people see other people having success over there. And they're doing so good over there. But they're looking at someone else's and they're like, oh, no, but they're doing good over there. So I need to put my focus over there. But it's like, but you were just doing fine. You just got off track. You, you're looking at someone else and seeing their success instead of worrying about what you actually can contribute. It's so that. I'm sorry, I just interrupted you. I apologize. No, you're fine. So that's like the the shiny, what is it called? Object syndrome, something like that. Like yeah. a new idea comes up, you want to go and learn about it. But you have yeah. to remember when you go learn something new, you're forgetting about everything that you have just completed and learned and done. But it's yeah. discipline. It, it takes awareness, takes knowing yourself. That's that's the most difficult part to build. It's discipline. Yes, mm -hmm. it sounds good. It sounds easy, but everything that is everything that is easy has to be learned because it's mm -hmm. difficult. It's overwhelming. Sure. It's a lot. Making mm -hmm. content is a lot. It if is hard. Then you get yeah. comfortable with it. Then you continue to do it more, which builds the the ability to grow. For sure. Do you think you have a ceiling on you? On yourself? No. I I feel like I'm going to be a billionaire. Like, I I dream <laughs> so big. And I'm so, you know, it, it's taken me, like, my confidence didn't come overnight either. And that's something that I had to really, really, really work on. Because for me, I was in spaces as a child, especially, like, with with my um, educational system that I was was in, you know, I didn't resonate with my teachers. I didn't resonate with my students, the people who were my peers. So it took me a minute to actually like find my self-confidence in what I'm doing to, to actually say there is no ceiling because I feel like a lot of time people see where they are and they're like, well, if I could just accomplish this, then I'll be good. For me, I don't want to have that type of mentality because I know what it's like to actually accomplish a lot of big bucket list goals. And then it's just like, oh no, I, there's now there's, but because you get exposed to more, you know, when you're around great people, when you experience great opportunities and you see great things, it pushes you more because it's like, why would you want to stop? Why would you want to put a limit to what you could actually achieve? Because for me, if I say, if I get a hundred thousand views on a video, if I could just interview this one person, I'm good for life. I can just sit back and that's it. That's so unrealistic. Because number one, you have to make money. Number two, it's like it takes so long for people to even reach the type of wealth or status that they want to want to build for their life. And for me, I know I have so many dreams and so many things that I want to do. And like you said, time is going to be the thing for me that I'm, I'm very much learning now that like I'll accomplish things. And I'm like, OK, but I have this milestone I'm trying to get. But it's just like that milestone will come. So definitely no ceiling, but definitely mastering the confidence to understand that I'm worthy of reaching those goals and I'm worthy of getting those opportunities. I'm worthy of making that amount of money that there, like that, that to me has been the biggest factor for me to not limit my potential. You said a word that stuck with me 
and I'm and I'm and I'm going to bring it back up. You say okay. that you're gonna be a billionaire. Not yeah. a millionaire, a billionaire. No. Yeah. Million is my goal though. That is definitely my goal. I I you know that I found uh, this girl, her name is Monet McMichael. I watch her a lot. I recently found her when I was home of during the summertime and I looked on the Forbes 30 under 30 list and she makes about 4.1 million and she's 23 years old. So that's when I had to understand, like, there are people in my age group who are doing things that I'm doing, maybe in a different aspect with beauty and content creation, but my lane exists. Like this path for me is there. It's just about strategy. It's about time. It's about patience. My goal isn't to be money hungry. Of course, I want to live a, a nice life and take care of my family. But for me, it's like, like I said, I just don't want to put a limit because I know my worth is that, you know, I'm worth billions because I know what I can contribute. And I know I'm going to get better over time. But yes, seeing people in my age group make millions at my age really does push me to say, like, if I can make the millions now and I and I put my money in the right way and I invest in, and I get knowledgeable on those things. Why would why couldn't I be a billionaire? You know that that is an option for me to be able to say that. So yes, definitely that's my goal. One of my big goals. Yeah. What I've learned is that we all have the same goals. Because I I have a shirt that says billionaire in the making, and it has my initials. And mm -hmm. because I saw a, a a billionaire, you know who Grant Cardone is. Yes. Well, my first time ever seen a billionaire. A billionaire. Right. But the way and what he said made me. I apologize. You're fine. I apologize. I had on. Uh, what's we call? I apologize for that. But I, I saw him. But when I saw him, he had he brought so many people there with the same goal. He said mm -hmm. this room has over two point nine billion minus my network. I said maybe you ain't count mine because my my network ain't even in that category. You know what I mean? But then he was like. I've been doing it wrong for the last 10 or 15 years. I want to work with y'all. I want to collaborate with y'all. I want to like grow with y'all any way we can help. That's what I want to do. Mm -hmm. He told me and it showed me that there's no reason to put a limit on our success because our dreams are meant to come true if we put the work in. For sure. Yep. What are you most proud of for yourself? I'm proud of how far I've come. Sometimes I get emotional when I see like my journey and I take the time to actually sit down and and just take it all in because I'm the type of person like when I do something, I'm like, next, next, what's next? Because I'm always just like thinking about the next thing. And when I actually had time to sit down and see like, man, you have talked to some of the biggest people in the world. You have done this at a, at an age at 21 that most people like it couldn't even fathom and and I feel like those moments make me proud I'm proud of the woman that I've become I've become so much more mature and so much more peaceful and happy and content with my life and where I am uh, I love the relationships that I've built the friendships that I've built um, the deep close relationships I have with my family and I just love you know seeing the people that I've impacted and how they tell me stories or they DM me voicemails and, and tell me such amazing things. It, it honestly overwhelms me and it kind of doesn't feel real. Cause I'm like, 
little old me from Conyers, Georgia, Decatur, Illinois, me, like, you know, it's kind of like crazy, but I'm very grateful for the work I put in and for um, the people that have been here supporting me this whole time that's never asked me for nothing, that's never asked to put me in people, you know, bring bring them in rooms or do anything. They, they just genuinely support me. So I'm very proud of just my life that I've built this far. I'm, I'm super proud of everything that's happened. Wow. <laughs> well, it, it, that's, that's so amazing. It's so inspiring because you're pursuing your dreams, you're pursuing your goals, and you're pursuing everything that you have in mind. You mentioned yeah. siblings. How many siblings do you have? Two. I have two siblings. I'm the middle, so and I'm the only girl. So I have an older brother and a younger brother. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What, what is one thing that you hope they learn from you? Interesting. I'm getting much closer with my my oldest brother. That's that's my dog. I love him to death. He's always my number one supporter and he's always encouraging me all the time. My youngest brother, uh, we're getting closer because now he's a freshman at Hampton. He's kind of following in my footsteps a little bit, but he definitely has his own path and his own lane and purpose in life. But uh, they, they taught me a lot. I don't really think there's nothing I can teach my brothers. They're very wise. They're like me in so many ways. Uh, they keep me grounded. They keep me humble. They joke on me all the time. But we have a great bond. Uh, my parents raised us all well. So, you know, I think they just see my work ethic, though. They see how hard I work. They see I'm no nonsense. They see I'm not like the other women who they tell me they deal with. So they definitely appreciate that, you know, and I, like I said, I can help, I can blame my parents for that because they raised me the right way. They, they taught me how to be a woman and how to respect myself. And, you know, it's, I'm not perfect. I've definitely had my ups and downs, but definitely I, they definitely see my work ethic. They definitely see that I set the standard and the tone for the family and they, they appreciate that, you know, and they're, they're always just like, we're so proud of you. Like, bro, like you're, you're so lucky. Like how do these things happen to you? But they, but they also understand that I put the work in. So I think that's probably maybe the number one thing that they've genuinely told me, like you work really hard. We're very proud of you. Wow. One thing I've learned is that when your siblings can see your hard work and everything that you're doing, it inspires them to keep doing it, to keep trying to keep learning information. Because just because you're in the room doesn't mean I can't be in the room. Just because yeah. we're in the room doesn't mean multiple people can't be here. But the room and building relationships is so important. Yeah. How, do you how to nurture relationships? Um, <laughs> relationships for me have been, I've had a lot of people come through my path. A lot of people have come through my path. A lot of different personalities, a lot of different people that we don't have the same upbringing. We don't have the same mentality. I'm not a judgmental person. So I'm always very much open arms. If I, you know, if I sense you're a good person or I sense you're trying to do the right thing then I'm always there. But for me, I've nurtured them by setting my boundaries. I've nurtured them by cutting people off that, that don't need to be in my space. And, it, and it's not nothing personal, but sometimes people really do grow apart and you're on a different path. And, and some people might not want to grow with you. I'm the type of person where 
you know, my best friend, we've been friends for about five, going on six years now. He is the longest friendship I've ever had, but we're on the same page. When we met, we were very different, polar opposite, but he grew with me. You know what I mean? We, we grew together. We talked about what we wanted out of life. And I taught him a lot of things. He tells me all the time. He's like, if I wouldn't have met you, I don't know what I would have been like. You know what I mean? And I don't take that lightly. I don't take that for granted. So I try to pour into everybody. I'm a very nurturing person with my with my parents. I take care of my dad. I take care of my mom, um, my dogs. You know, I pour. I've, I'm very loyal, and I and I pour into everything that pours into me. If I feel stressed about someone in my space, or if I feel the slightest bit of jealousy or envy or um, just anything that just doesn't make me feel like I can bring you along the journey. We just won't be friends. We, we could be associates. I have a lot of people who I'm associated with, but we don't necessarily have tight, close relationships. Like I have one best friend and I'm not saying some people say they have one friend, but they really have like 10. Like, no, I literally only have really one good friend and I'm happy with that. And because I have my family and I have him and my life is peaceful because of that. I know what it's like to be in a big friend group. I know what it's like to try to juggle different people and try to pour into somebody that's not pouring into you. And it's hard. And for me, I've had a lot of ups and downs. I've learned about myself, like what type of person I am, what I can tolerate and what I can't tolerate. Um, and I've just also learned my value through other people too, on like what I wanna learn from people, what I don't want to be around, who I'm not. And that's part of that journey for me. Like we were talking about earlier about like finding who I am and my purpose. It wasn't just me focusing on my career. It was really everybody around me testing me and like seeing them come through my space and seeing what do they genuinely want from me. And I feel like I've been focused. No boyfriend, no, none of that. I've had my time. Like at 21 for me, I, I don't have the time for that. Like I genuinely don't. And I feel like all of those other things come later when you start actually nurturing yourself and other people. That's why I was telling you it's a big accomplishment for me because I used to do that. I used to like pour into other people and not take care of myself and not put my career at the forefront. It would always be like, oh, my attention's over here. I'll get to that later. Now my interview is not coming out. Or now I'm not, you know, talking or emailing the people who I was supposed to because I'm worried about what so-and-so is doing. So relationships are a huge factor, but I'm glad that I'm I'm really nurturing myself and those people who I know I can trust. You're you are a wealth of wisdom. Sarah Lee, you are a wealth of wisdom. And I'm only able to hear the wisdom one because you're saying it, and because I can relate to it as well. But yeah. let's see what is what, what's our generation Gen, Gen Z? Yeah. By us being Gen Z, we're so mature of learning everything that's around us to learn more about who we are becoming. Yeah. Get your wealth of wisdom because you put the time, the effort, the pain, the suffering to learn more about yourself. Yes, you yeah. had to feel. The, 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 the pain, you have to feel it and be aware of it, but as you're aware of it, now you learn more about yourself. Now yeah. you evolve and continue to grow because as you're growing, like you mentioned earlier, there's no ceiling on you. Yeah, it's no. Because the sky's the limit. 
It, yes, it is. There's been things, I'm going to tell you, Terrell, there's been things that's happened for me so far that I'm like, no way. But it's because I never limited myself. Like, I've always made vision boards, and I've seen my vision, and I've, and, and my visions have changed a lot, too. I remember, like, when I was, uh, you know, just starting out with media, I like I said, I knew I didn't want to do this, but then I thought it was, I thought it was something else. And then when I actually tried it, I'm like, actually this is not my scene this is not my lane this is not where I'm good you know and I don't want to be somewhere where my work is not going to be appreciated or where I'm going to have to scratch and crawl and beg and ask people to just do an interview with me or do certain things so yes I definitely agree with you on that Howard how did you understand the importance of building a brand because a lot of people like it that lack that mm -hmm. knowledge but how did you get to the point where like okay i'm building sara lee and this is what sara lee going to do to continue this journey and path yeah so um building a brand was difficult because i really in the beginning i didn't know what it meant like i used to hear people say build a brand build a brand build a brand and i'm like what is so i had to like go through like my rabbit hole of like what is brand building like what do you specifically mean like i don't know what you're what you're actually getting at because when i look at brands i look at an individual but then people say well beyonce's a brand but it's just like or someone else is a brand but the thing is is like they're still an individual person i feel like people i'm and i'm going to unpack it just so it's much easier to understand Building a brand is you. You are the brand. Me. I'm, I'm, I'm a, what my brand is, is who I am. So my integrity, my, my loyalty, how I present myself, how I carry myself, how I speak, how I dress. That's my brand. That's me, who I am, Sarli, as a person. Now, you can make your avatar or however you want to look at it whatever you want to be. So if you want to be the comedian that, that, and now you can be so specific about what your brand actually is. You don't have to be so broad about everything. If you are good at making egg rolls and that is all you do, be the egg roll lady, be the woman who just sits there and makes these cooking videos and, and just do that. That is, that is a brand. That is someone who you, you're recognized for what you do and people know you for that. All the brand deals and the things that happen to enhance who you are, those things come later. But actually building a brand starts with understanding who you are. Do you have a clean face? Can somebody vouch for you and say like, hey, Sara would be good for this because they know you've built a great reputation for you, yourself and your brand represents what does it represent? Does it represent motivation? Does it represent beauty? Does it represent inclusivity? Those are things that make a brand. So I feel like for me, when I was in the process, I'm like, okay, first of all, Lee is not even my middle name. I don't know where Lee came from. Genuinely, I still can't figure it out. <laughs> like, and I honestly feel like I was studying brands and like characters from WWE, which is so weird and off topic. But like, as a child, I remember being obsessed with characters and like how they had their own like theme music and their own thing. Like you recognize them for that. You know what their finishers were. You knew all those things. As an example to me, that was kind of my mindset in who do I want to be? 
it's not me as a person, but it's just an enhanced version of myself. So people recognize me for what I'm doing. And it doesn't have to be that extreme. It's not a character, but it's just genuinely an enhanced version of myself. It might be a more confident version of myself. And that to me is how I built it. I studied from all the greats in my lane. I studied from DJs. I studied from media talent. I studied from my professors. So I got the knowledge and it took me a while to understand it, but I didn't try to make it so gimmicky. And I feel like that's what has helped me understand. It's not a gimmick. It's not like some tagline. If that's not you, just be yourself, be who you are, state your name with, with a firmness and saying like, this is who I am. This is what I do. And this is what I'm building over here. We're not like over there. This is something completely different and stand on that. And I feel like to me, that's what I did is I always made my microphone, my, my little piece to me. That's like, well, you see me, you see that microphone. You see my hoops, you see my hoops. You see the hair, you see my hair. You see the makeup, like that's my thing. You know what I mean? That's what I felt was going to take me to the next level and make me feel like I deserve to be here because I'm being confident in my brand and what I'm representing. And I'm going to tell you what I represent because I'm going to be so good at what I do that you can't deny what this over here is. And it's clear, it's not like anyone else. And I feel like th those are the processes to building something that people can say, this is something that can make money. This is something that can bring people in. This person has something to contribute. It can be silly. It can be serious. It doesn't have to be one thing. It could just be a contribution. Comedians contribute. They have their own style, their own lane, their own brands, their logos. But I wouldn't worry about all the nitty gritty stuff until you master who you are. That's why I always say, what's your intention? That's the process of building a brand. Mm. And it's so important because it boils down to the first topic of, of the day. Who yeah. Your path, your lane, you have to focus on it. Because when you yeah. focus on it, that's when you grow from that. It, there, yeah. There's a video, I don't know if you watched it, but uh, do you know who Martin Luther King is? Yes. I'm being funny. I'm being funny. Just got to make sure. Uh, have you ever watched the video, What's Your Life's Blueprint? I have, actually. Yes. I watch a lot of motivational videos. So, yes. When you was talking about be the best, I can't remember, uh, egg roller. I was, yeah. that's what I was thinking about. What's your life blueprint? Because he mentioned if you are a, a, a street sweeper, street sweeper, be the best street sweeper. Right, 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 right. I didn't even connect that, but yes. True. <laughs> yes i feel like i consume so much like honestly all the time and that's another thing with building a brand i learned this um with my journey and i learned this when i interviewed jay ellis he was telling me that he consumed like eight hours of television a day and like to me that's a lot I mean, on average, people probably watch more TV than that, but he was being intentional about why he was watching TV. He was probably studying those actors and their mannerisms and how they delivered lines. So, yes, I feel like it's important to master and do what you're doing so well that people understand that is what you do. That's the brand you've built, even if it's braiding hair. I've seen a lot of hairstylists with different brands and different layouts and they, they offer a different type of service. Some give you a flawless experience. Some give you different experiences that you just won't get sitting in someone else's chair. And I feel like that's just the same thing with everyone's life. 
You have to have something unique about yourself that people will always resonate with. And, and they're going to always come back to you because there's no one that does an interview like Terrell or me or no one has a clothing brand like this because it's just different. And different is okay. And different yes. is you. And different is your path because your path is the lane that you're staying in. And, and I do respect your time. Before we end, before we end, I only have one segment. Well, the last segment is called Best for Last. I asked four quick okay. questions with a quick explanation. And yeah, you ready? Okay, yes. <laughs> so first question, how do you keep your composure? Um, I'm, I'm a very naturally calm person. Like, seriously, my mom tells me this all the time. Like, there could be a fire and I'm like, okay, everybody just get your stuff. Like, <laughs> I'm just naturally calm. Uh, there's very few things that make me go out of character or make me feel that I need to retaliate or do something that I usually never do. So it never happens for me. Um, I, but yeah, I think the only thing for me is just I'm naturally calm. So I don't ever feel the need to to get out of out of my character or lose composure i'm very just naturally poised and i've worked on those things like how i want to be perceived uh how i want to perceive myself um so not not many maybe if someone tried to attack me that's probably the the only thing my composure it would be i would be off it would be something that you know that's something different but but i'm naturally calm okay what do you regret um I don't have many regrets, but sometimes on a business level, working with certain people, I regret. Because when you look out for friends or people that you know and you insert them in your business and you're just trying to make money with them or you're trying to present them with an opportunity and they don't come through for you, sometimes it pisses me off because I'm just like, you know what? If I'm extending an offer, please please represent me and represent yourself in a way so it doesn't make me look bad. So I feel like my regrets sometimes lie in me just being too giving and just giving an opportunity to just any and everybody. I'm very much reserved now when it comes to things like that. I have to really know you and um, have known you for a little bit before I just do those kind of things. So I regret not, I regret just giving people that I know certain opportunities rather than finding people that are professionals at that said thing, instead of just trying to help a friend. Sometimes you can't always do that. So that's my main thing. Okay. I, I agree. I'm laughing because I agree. Uh, what are you grateful for? What am I grateful for? Yes. Uh, being alive, waking up every day, being able to do what I do, having a, a, clear mind and I'm grateful that uh, I have the I have my parents I'm grateful for um, you know people like you who want to learn because it, it gives me a sense of purpose in life as well to serve people who are in a in an age group like me who are you know willing to learn so I'm grateful for just all around good people that I uh, interact with I'm grateful to God always um, that he gives me the opportunities that I've that I've gotten. And yeah, I feel like I'm just grateful for life and just being here and just being able to do what I love to do. Mm. One thing I always say is that God is always with us. But yeah. 
Last question. What does failure is knowledge mean to you? I feel that it means when you're learning in life, everything is meant to teach you something. It's meant to show you that failure doesn't mean it's the end all be all. Failure leads to something. Failure leads to a quest. Like my dad explained to me before, like a question is a quest that you're on. That's why you're asking because you're on a journey. You're trying to figure out, you're trying to get these questions that you have inside of you answered. And I feel like when you fail or where you have moments where it is a setback, you're going to start asking yourself questions because you're thirsting for the knowledge. You're thirsting to get to a certain area in your life. You're, you're trying to get yourself out of what you've been through. So I feel like, you know, it's something that you got to always understand. It's not the end. It's the beginning. Everybody fails. Everybody has learning curves. Everyone has moments where they're, they're set back, whether it's financially, whether it's through their careers or even with friendships or family, anything like that. But it's all meant, it's all a process. Life would be so boring if we didn't go through anything. It, it would just be so unrealistic. Nothing would matter. So uh, I'm, I'm grateful for them. And I feel like people should internalize it as just like just being a part of life. Mm. I always say the best lesson comes from our toughest times. Yeah. Learn. So probably before we end, how can people find you? How can they work with you? How can they connect with you? Yes. um, Definitely support me on my uh, podcast page at Set Up for Success. It's Set Up for the number four success podcast on Instagram. Uh, Set Up for Success is on Spotify. Apple, wherever you get your podcast from, it's available there. Uh, you can check out more of my journey on my Instagram page at Sara Lee on Air. And you can also subscribe to my YouTube channel, Sara Lee on Air. And yeah, just I'm excited to uh, meet your community and I'm just excited for the future. And I know you guys are going to love the content that's over there with all my interviews with literally the biggest talent in the game and some amazing um, just creatives and thought leaders. So uh, thank you guys for you know, this opportunity. And thank you guys for supporting me along this journey. It's just the beginning. Just the beginning. Sorry, Lee, I really appreciate you before we end. What are your closing words for the audience? Um, My closing words would be um, stay grounded, lean on your support system when you need it, uh, take time for yourself. Um, and then also, if if you have something in your heart where you feel like you don't want to be ordinary, you want to be legendary, you have something to say, you have a passion inside you that just won't go out, please act on it. Don't waste time. Everything that you want to accomplish, you can do now. Like, I'm a living testimony that it doesn't age, does not define you. You can do whatever you want to do at 20, 24, 25 30. It doesn't matter. Time has no limit and what's for you will always be for you. Mm, so powerful. So powerful. Listen, listen. I can't come up with that. Sarah Lee, you've been incredible. Your story is amazing. And I look forward to seeing your future success because you are impacting many with your journey. I appreciate Thank it. you so much. Thank you, Terrell. I just...